0: Desmond here episode two of the humble hungry happy podcast and I've got a very special guest with me today I'm here with Rachel owner of Cleveland Yoga Concord as well welcome Rachel.
1: hi
0: how are you is, is this your first podcast have you ever been on one before
1: not a podcast All I right. my, told you my journalism days I interviewed LeBron
0: Peyton Manning like so I've been a lot of sure so you're used Rachel's. to absolutely some yeah. interactions so Rachel and I are here to discuss a variety of of topics. Um, But we'll start with uh, the most recent one from a business perspective anyway, we'll start talking about COVID. So Rach, go ahead and go through and tell us what um, struggles you all had as a yoga studio and what that process looked like for you during that.
1: Um, I I don't even wanna say they were struggles. It It was readjusting. That's what, I guess that's what the struggles were. You have to react quickly and in concern for the safety of your students and then the existence of your business. Sure. Um, so struggle is, it, it's, it's more like starting fresh okay. when you're already in the middle of your business and then you've gotta come up with a new business plan, which is, for us, it was taking our product virtual. Okay. And so that was the first step, and we had um, just a lot of fast work to do on that because we didn't really want to miss a beat with our students. We genuinely, I can't, we say this every time they walk in and out of our studio, We love them dearly, like every student brings this beautiful sense of community, they bring this beautiful light, this beautiful power, this strength, this authenticity, Mm. and we didn't want to miss that and we didn't want to disconnect from it in any way. So we were told to close on March 16th, I believe was the first day we closed and by March 19th we had our virtual product up and running and ready to go. So that was the first step struggle was just re it was adapting and coming up with a new business product in the middle of an existing business. The next was sustaining that I think over two and a half months because as incredible as it was to see people, especially when you're stuck in your own home for days on end and you're just seeing, I'm seeing my three children and my husband and my dog day in and day out. They're awesome (laughs) and beautiful and lovely, but, um, you know, you, you want to see people virtually. Absolutely. But after like two and a half months, I'm like, I want to see you in real life. Right? I want to know. You. I want to see you in 3D. <laughs> like, I, I wanted that experience. I think they wanted that experience. So Absolutely. then it was being told, you know, you're able to open X date, March, May 26th. And at that point, it was getting all the protocol in place, which in the end of the day, it, and you know, I told you this before when we were chatting. Yeah. You walk in our location with your yoga mat ready to work in your space right we don't have all this equipment we had to remove our blocks and our straps and towels as our props other than that it was marking six feet distances it was setting up places for mats making sure there was hand sanitizer ready everywhere which sure. i'm sure you know as a business owner hand sanitizer is a, a bazillion dollar commodity it's, right oh now. my
0: goodness <laughs>
1: right <laughs> it's crazy yeah so and then just being open to whatever people feel mm-hmm. when they come back you know you want to make sure that regardless of how I feel about the situation and and the, the protocols that are being mandated on us yeah. you want to make sure that people come in feeling like they're making the right decision absolutely. to come be with you and they feel safe if they you know if they were maybe not ready to leave their house but they were I really want to go to a warm yoga class right you want to make sure when they do decide to leave their house they come in and they feel good about that
0: absolutely now, um, percentage-wise, what did you say the percentage of your members who came back once you guys opened versus those who chose to stick with the virtual experience?
1: Um, 85% came back. Okay. Um, a lot of people who didn't come back work in nursing. Okay. They work. They have older people that they take care of. Sure. They, um, they or someone in their direct home have an autoimmune okay. disease. Okay. Uh, They're going through their own therapy right now that is diminishing their ability to fight any type of virus. Absolutely. So they were very specific circumstances. Sure. Well, that's
0: good, though. I mean, I think I think that's probably the biggest worry for a lot of us. Right. When we opened our doors, whether it's, you know, the fitness space or or, or doing yoga, um, how many people are going to come back? Right. And what that looks like, how are going to feel when they come back? Um, And then how you manage those who don't come back. So are you guys still offering virtual training at this time? We are. Okay.
1: It's it's a little bit at a lesser scale than we were during the quarantine. But we're in the process right now. I'm hoping by the end of next week or the beginning of the following week, we do have all of our technical equipment installed so that we will then resume live streaming every class that we offer. So every in-studio class will become become offered as a live stream.
0: Awesome. And that'll be something that you guys continue for the foreseeable right for the future right it's that'll be a part of your your, your brand model. at this point absolutely yep. that's
1: it we're once it's in it's
0: in awesome uh so from there i guess a, a good segue would be into obviously what's going on in society now with george floyd right mm-hmm. that's another thing that um kind of crept up on us right after the pandemic um we what's that been this year. what's that been like for you as a parent uh and and, and talk us through that how you have those you know, difficult, uncomfortable conversations with your kids who probably aren't old enough to be, you know, aware of the situation um, and what's going on in the world? What's that conversation like with your kids?
1: Um, the conversation to me, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit. I see each person, you see their, you see their physical attributes. You, sure. you can't, we're, fit, we're visual people. You, I come from a journalism background and that was always something they would talk about when you're laying out a page, is the first thing people's eye naturally draws to is the picture, it's the visual thing. Right. So you can't escape looking at someone and, and maybe seeing darker skin color than you have, or seeing their eye color, or seeing how, what their hair looks like. Sure. Um, but the biggest conversation around that is that means nothing, you don't have a judgment based on that physical attribute. Right. Um, that said, uh, you know, generally speaking, as a parent, My goal with my sons is to be a kind, decent person and be someone people like being near, being around because you inspire. And that is critical everywhere. You know, even if you're in a bad mood, you know, you go in and you see, you you just treat people kindly because you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what their day looks like. Absolutely. So... When you're dealing with kids, you need them to understand what's happening societally and, and understand the, the troubles that are happening. But your job as a person is to be there for people. You, you want to be the helper. They always say, you know, look for the helper. You be the helper. Right. You know, and be kind and, and, and be understanding. True. Sure. And so when you're just dealing with children, trying to make them understand these greater issues right. taking, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that go on and on. You take it down to something that they can use every day and, um, you know, be inspired by other people doing the same.
0: Absolutely. Now what's, how, what's diversity look like in the yoga space? And by that, I mean, um, you know, you, you, you're a part of a few different yoga studios. Um, what have you seen in terms of instructors? Are there, are there more people? I mean, I'm sure there's more people of non-color than color, but are there people of color who are involved in the yoga space and I mean like deep rooted in it like nationally not even just around like what's what, what's that look like because I don't think you see a lot of that when you see yoga mm-hmm. very rare do you see you know people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure they're out there but mm-hmm. where are they. <laughs> I mean,
1: so here's the thing I can only speak from my experience. Absolutely. I live in a pretty suburban area sure. you know and I, I work in a suburban area That said, um, when I was in teacher training, we had 30 people. We had two black women in our group and um, one Asian woman in our group. True. When you go to studios that are further outside of suburban areas, Mm -hmm there definitely are African-American students. There's, there's students, actually, from all walks of life. Sure. I mean, especially if you go down to Case, go to the Little Italy student.
0: Right, like we talked
1: about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you are in a very diverse area. Absolutely. You know, you have to pay attention to the, to the population, the demographics of the population where, where we are. But um, as as a whole, um, the yoga, the the practice of yoga is... One that is inclusive. Sure, it's it's it is kind. It's kind to your own self and it's kind to others. And the divi- the diversity exists, but it definitely varies just depending on where you, where you are. are. Okay. Um, and then you know, you you can't argue that that certain brands or certain um, certain styles of yoga or influencers on on social media. Mm-hmm it's a lot of white women sure you know? i mean you can't argue that Sure. but it doesn't mean that it doesn't define who's welcome Absolutely. or who who defines the practice right
0: i mean I, even i when i first started taking yoga with you guys um you know i mean i i think i was the only person of color in the room you know and there'd be mm-hmm. about 50 people in there but never did it feel like people were so like Welcoming and not like overwhelming, where I'm thinking like they're trying to make a point to speak <laughs> But they were just hey, hey, how's it going? And then they speak to the next person. Yeah, you know Um, and that's like what I loved about it. I mean you touched on it It's it's so much more about you and the reason why I asked what diversity looks like in the yoga space is because You just don't hear a lot about it prior to me getting to college. I didn't even heard of yoga I mm-hmm. wasn't even exposed to it. Um, so, you know, it never was something that was talked about So then when you see it, it's almost Funny, you know, like the downward dog, or mm-hmm. you know, the happy baby pose, right? Like my exactly. friends see me doing that, they're like, "What's what's going on?" Yep. But once you dive into it, it's such an amazing experience. And I just wanted to hear, you know, your opinion on, uh, you know, why there it isn't why we don't see more people of color in that space. And then, not to imply that they're not there, but it just doesn't. It's not always at the forefront, I guess.
1: I think um, in general, and, and maybe you can speak to this even better. Um, I think health initiatives in general maybe stop short or don't weave their way into more high-risk areas sure. as much as they should. Absolutely. And to me, I've actually, like, that is important to me, not only in that space. Like, we'll, we'll welcome anyone. Absolutely. And, like, we, <laughs> I, I, we don't see you walk in nope. have We're like, yeah, Des is here, super. Yeah. But, you know, to me, our job is to make sure we go out and share – this practice with people, and I have actually taken it uh, to high-risk schools and worked one-on-one with kids in relaying, just closing their eyes, hearing their breath move in and hearing their breath move out and explaining what that is and presencing themselves and how they can use that. That has nothing to do, you practice it in yoga, but it has nothing to do with yoga. You can take that and use that. And that experience, hands down... And I, every time I walk away from one, I like call my husband I'm like that's that was the best. That was ever. it, right? That was the best <laughs> yoga experience ever. Because to me, I want I, w- I, I my passion point would be to share this simplicity that doesn't require any equipment. Mm-hmm. You can sit at your school desk and feel yoga and feel how much it can benefit Absolutely. you. And to me, that is more important in sh- getting the di- the diversity out sure. there than bringing it into the studio.
0: Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, and I'm glad that you that you spoke on that because I was I was assuming you had a story in there somewhere. Oh, my God. Experience my somewhere. Um, because I think it's huge. And, I, and I, it's it's easy for us to sit back and, you know, hope that people from different walks of life walk into our business. But the reality is sometimes you have to take that experience to those individuals and expose them to it. And maybe they don't come through Cleveland Yoga's doors.
1: I don't but, care if they never do. But
0: they'll, they may find a yoke. They'll be like they'll remember how they felt doing that. And they'll stumble upon a yoga studio that embodies all those, you know, those yes. same things.
1: That, it's funny you said that. You, you know, you asked about my, my children and that conversation yeah. we have. And um, my son, my oldest son, missed his, um, missed his prayer partner meeting for school. Okay. He was playing um, Madden. Okay. <laughs> I was so mad at him that we made him, we're like, you need to write a letter and you need to, you're going to go get him a gift card to the ice cream place down the street. And he was like, are you serious? I'm like, you're taking your money. You're going to get it. (laughs) And to me, it goes to what you just said. Um, We were like, Theo, that moment, that's going to, he'll remember that. He's going to remember. And that's, that goes to the conversation I was just having with you is Mm -hmm. being a light and being, you being the the person that people remember, you know, you people, contain and maintain those experiences with people. Same thing with yoga, like that individual experience, just showing a child who maybe never gets that one-on-one connection with yeah. anyone maybe other than their teacher in school, someone else comes in and shows that connection with them, That that is like what bubbles up and sticks with me and I hope it does the same for them, that moment that awesome. I, 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 that they can walk around with forever.
0: Absolutely. Now, What's your personal story with yoga? What brought you to yoga? Even prior to being an owner, I'm sure you were a yoga enthusiast. Mm -hmm. What brought you to that? And what do you get out of it? On a regular basis, what does it do for Rachel in particular?
1: Um, Okay, so, you know, I've been a runner since I was in seventh grade. Started lifting in college. And um, so, I I used to work for um, a media company that was all about um, sports performance enhancement. And we went to high school kids... Um, again, we, we shipped free to um, the most at-risk schools who are also known to be great sports programs sure. co- a combination of the two. And, um, you know, so th- that environment was in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in there one day, I was in the office one day, and someone was like, have you tried yoga, Cleveland Yoga? I'm like, I'm not doing yoga, it's easy, blah, blah, blah. So this was in 2004, okay. 2005, 2004. And I was like, that's, so he's like, my friend was like, well, why don't you go try it? And I was like, okay. So I go and I, I go in this class. It's a 90-minute class. I'm like, it's yoga, whatever. So I go into a 90-minute class. I physically, first of all, I was so mad at myself. Like, I couldn't get into, like, basic poses. <laughs> My, like, legs were shaking. My clothes looked like I was standing under a shower. That's how badly I was dripping sweat. Yeah. And I was so mad. I went in there with such a big ego. And I was like, I, I, sh- I lift. I, re- I should be able to do this. Mm. And I couldn't do anything okay and I walked out I was like I can't wait to go back right like so it was definitely ego that was driving me because I needed to perfect it like I that's what was driving me back like I've got to figure this crow pose out I've got to (laughs) figure right I've got to get I've got to figure out this warrior one where my body is like just facing the wall in front of me but at what was happening and I didn't realize it and now my favorite part about yoga is the accountability my um Two favorite sayings that I that I use that I've always been taught is how you do anything is how you do everything.
0: One of my favorites,
1: right? <laughs> and um, and I and I say it to my kids when they make their bed. I'm like, you you didn't. That's how you make your bed. That's yeah. that you want. If one person came in and they didn't know you, and that's the only thing they saw was how poorly you made that bed, that's what they're going to think you do everything like. Absolutely. So how you do everything is how you do anything. I'm going to get into that class, and even if I feel tired and lazy, it is it's in me. I need to. I need to get stronger. This is the hour I've given myself. Absolutely. Hold yourself accountable to be stronger. And then the other statement I love is, um, you know, yoga is the practice of being uncomfortable. It's you're practicing your response to discomfort. Mm. And how good is that? Because it's, it's such a good place to put yourself in situations where you're allowed to practice your response to what makes you uncomfortable. Absolutely. And then you're able to take that off your mat and you're in a place where you're agitated or whatever it is, but you've taught yourself how to react to that.
0: Now, I'm going to assume you apply that same um, ego-driven, that need to, to ma- not, only, not only to learn something, but to master it. I'm sure you apply that to your business. Oh. When, uh, rewind, what made you want to be an entrepreneur would be my first question. And then my second question would be, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs or other want to be entrepreneurs?
1: Okay. So um I am a very high energy person just in general like bubbly and like being sitting in a desk day in and day out I don't do well in that
0: situation
1: (laughs) so there's that it's just my personality absolutely but I have a business partner Rebecca and we owned a business before this before we owned Cleveland Yoga Concord together and literally one day I walked up to her and um, she had a business in downtown Willoughby and I walked up and I was like hey I I was in between jobs it was right after my mom passed away and I was at my job for five and a half years and I just needed a break I had just had my oldest son I needed to I needed to step away because I I just needed a moment sure Um, and so I was taking my son for a walk and I saw her graphic design boutique in downtown Willoughby and I walked up I'm like hey I'm like I'm I'm not working right now I do freelance I was still doing that I'm like if you ever need help with any writing any content development any any graphic work I've I've got experience in it well um a year later she's like thanks so much and then a year later she called me she's like hey I think I'm gonna open a, a store with some um stationary design and things like that I'm like Sure, great. You need help. Literally six weeks later, I had my second son, newborn son, and a new business open, and like that was it. But that's how we work, and and Rebecca and I are the most we balance each other out. Like I mean, we're closest to being married at a perfect relationship, that yin and yang, right? Completely. She's up, I'm down, and and we we know how to just balance each other out. Okay. So after um, seven and a half years of that, we worked with a lot of brides. We were just ready to kind of step away from that high end. can't even think of the right word like a very demanding industry sure. um and i had just completed my teacher training and the opportunity for cleveland yoga concord came up by god's will because everything that lined up there's nothing i could have done to make everything line up the way it needed to for that to open the Absolutely. way it did that was god's plan like sure. mine. and um And Rebecca, I was like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. She's like, super, I'll do it with you. All (laughs) right, let's go. And then that's how it happened. And I think so, your question is you know, you asked what my advice would be for entrepreneurs. Two things. One, you kind of need that. You need to be adaptable. You need to be willing to jump off a cliff with your partner and hold hands and be like, let's hope for the best. Right. <laughs> but you do need strategy. Sure. You know you need to think through. You need to be adaptable and you need to have strategy. So it's kind of the balance, which is also pretty much all about yoga. Yep. You need the strength. Uh you need the the fluidity. Absolutely. You need you need to feel grounded where you feel grounded and you need to be adaptable where you can be adaptable. And those things are critical.
0: Sure. Alright, Rage. This is the time in the segment <laughs> where you get to ask me a few things. Don't ask too many questions. No but <laughs> I have plenty. Just a few. Um but I, I, I do, I want to always use the end of the interview for an individual to ask me some things and, and get some feedback from me. Okay. So you have the floor, Rage.
1: Well, I'm just going to turn a lot of my questions on, or your questions on you. Now. All right, I think I can handle so it. So <laughs> tell me how you feel about um, the co- how, how, what your biggest COVID-related business struggle has been.
0: Uh, well, let's see. So when COVID happened, uh, we had only been open for eight months. Uh, and what was so... Irritating about it. We were just catching our stride. Um, so I had got rid of I made this like Gut decision. I got rid of all my dumbbells and kettlebells um, and we purchased this piece of equipment called a torpedo and um, I changed like my model and how we're riding the workouts and we were going from more of this physical fitness thing to like a health and beauty experience uh, And so I was excited but I had so many new changes happening at once and then COVID hit uh, and so for me it was I hit a rut, you know, I'll be honest with you, there was a, there was a short period of time um, where I just kind of felt lost in it all. It made me question myself, my purpose, uh, because I just couldn't believe something like this was happening to me in my first year of business. Um, thankfully, I have some of the, I mean, I'm biased, but I have some of the most amazing members on the planet, uh, and the last thing they would allow is for the door to close. And so there was just a lot of support coming through, and they would send me texts like, hey, like, don't work too hard. You know, we don't need 10 workouts today. Like we just need one. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to go above and beyond for them. And they're like, hey, just give us enough. Like we know it's a lot for you. Uh, and so to have that kind of got me out of my funk a little bit. We didn't do the virtual um, workouts during that time. Mainly because it's, it's not my style. And by that, I mean me as an individual. Mm-hmm. I'm not a in front of you in the camera every day. Mm-hmm. I truly am a humble person. Mm-hmm. And I love being on the backside let everybody else get the credit, it, who, could, who cares? Mm-hmm. The people who know me know my heart and they know what I did, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, so we didn't do the virtual thing, um, and it was okay uh, when they announced that gyms could reopen the, what, for the 26th or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already decided that I was opening June 1st, whether the government let us or not. I just got to a point where I was just fed up with what was going on, and it's not to discredit what the information that they were putting out there, I just had a hard time buying into it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna lose my business when every day the information is changing, you know, so I can't even hang my hat on something. It just seems like you don't care about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and by me, I mean the, the small business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was at a point I'm, I'm taking it on myself and thankfully they opened us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I had that attitude toward it. Um, so it was a difficult time, but not because uh, anything business related. It was just an uncomfortable time. And it was so much uncertainty during that mm-hmm. time. Uh, and so that just made me a little leery. Yeah. So that's, that, that was COVID f- for us here, but all it wasn't right. terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, two, well you hit two other topics. Um, tell me what you how the George Floyd incident and everything societally happening in relation to that affects you personally yeah. and the diversity that you have in your space and how what you know what your thoughts are on growing that or expanding that or if you need to if that's even an issue tell me tell me just your general thoughts on this
0: so i have this is this is a very transparent point in the interview but i think it's very important um i have all white clientele i do not have there's no diversity at my gym and it's again because of the suburban area that we're in Mm -hmm. largely um and that's okay it doesn't bother me it's never been like a thought of mine or anything. It's, it's just, it's business. Mm-hmm. Um, as a black man, I'll answer the question first. As a black individual in the world, yes, as a kid was I told, you know, I had to be taught how to interact with police. Absolutely. Or, you know, hey, don't go to certain neighborhoods at a you know past a certain time because that's that's a white community mm-hmm. and they may call the police if you're all driving around you know so yes did I have to learn those things? Yeah and they also felt normal to learn them because mm-hmm. I didn't know that white people didn't have to learn them, right? Mm-hmm. Um and again general generalizing everything here. Um you know so as so as a as an African American man, yes, I'm very aware um and I am always conscious of my surroundings because I am typically the minority in most environments that I'm in, um, as a, as a, in my career. Um, so during that time, yes, do you feel that fear? Um, and you feel, can you under, I can understand the anger and the frustration 100% because you know, my mother and grandmother pick up the phone and call me nervous too, right? And my mom doesn't want to bury her son. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I live that fear. The flip side to that for me is I've been the minority in every environment I've been in since I was 14, since high school. So, I'm used to being around people who don't look like me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not feeling uncomfortable, and also building amazing relationships with these people, you know. And not, yeah, it's my white friend, like you said, right? Like, yeah, I can see that you have white skin, mm-hmm. but you're not my white friend. You're Rachel. You're my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had amazing relationships with people who don't look like me. So when this whole like race war is going on. I can't turn that, there's no on and off switch to, to my heart and the relationships that I have and the people who are important to me. It just so happens that none of them look like me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't take that stance of, yeah, you know, all white people are bad or all police officers are bad because the only experiences I've had have been amazing mm-hmm. with individuals and law enforcement. Um, I've never had any issue, anytime I've been pulled over, the officer will come up and say, hey, you know what I'm pulling you over for? And I'm like, yeah, I was speeding, you know? Cause I know I was doing 80 and a 65, right? Like, And it's not a white black thing. You want to, you need to see my ID and insurance. Like, that's the normal stuff. Here you go, right? If I did something wrong, there's a price to pay for that. And it's not because I'm a black man, it's because there's a price to pay. And if I didn't do anything wrong and say, hypothetically, this officer mistreats me, well, then I'll deal with that from home, Mm -hmm. right? Right there on the side of the road, just me and him, probably not the best time to do it. Um, And that's just my personal opinion. It's not to validate anything, what happened to George Floyd was wrong, no logical human being would argue that. Um, But at the same time, and not not even a but, at the same time, we also know that burning small businesses is wrong, Mm -hmm. right? We know that vandalizing and hurting or killing people is wrong in general. Mm -hmm. So excuse me for not making it a black white thing, let's just say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, Mm -hmm. and let's fix it. So I've been pulled both ways And I got to I beat to the sound of my own drum Mm -hmm. I live the way Desmond wants to live I don't live my life You know so conscious that I'm black I live my life I'm a young man Who is trying to build a business Multiple businesses hopefully Right that's who Mm -hmm. I am It just so happens that I'm a black guy Mm -hmm. But I'm Desmond Um, And I live by that And the people that are around me See me as such Mm -hmm. And the people who don't know me It's unfortunate that sure Some of them may judge me off of the color of my skin. But the majority probably won't. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't have that hate in my heart because I genuinely don't feel that. Um, and I'm not going to be made to feel that because that's what's, that's the theme mm-hmm. right now. Um, and, it, and it's a very uncomfortable position to be in. Uh, only because you're trying to please everybody.
1: I think that the, the, to, to go back to that, it's, yeah. it's so uncomfortable that like even... You asking me those questions, like I don't, I, I, just know that like my intentions are pure, and what I teach my children is pure. Absolutely. And but if you say it the wrong way, someone can peel it apart the way right. they want to. So like, I am so hesitant to answer the, answer sure. those questions because I just want you, like, you to know. Yes, I see you, but I don't have judgment. Like, I want to have my own interaction with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And then you know,
0: when they develop your own opinion, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and and so people trying to say you know, silence is violence. Like you don't know what I'm doing. Like you don't understand just because I'm not using social media doesn't mean anything. I have conversations with my children and, and it's such a, it's so sticky because anything you say can be peeled apart is the wrong way. But just know that my intentions are pure. Your intentions are pure. You don't, there's, there's so many caveats to it that you're trying to balance and manage them all. And that's Not easy to do when other people are ready to judge the way you're doing that.
0: Well, and we live in this cancel culture society right now, right? If you say, make America great again, I will assume, right? Like, stereotypically, right? I would assume, like, oh, you must think something's wrong with America, Mm -hmm. right? Or if you say I'm a fan of Trump, then that means you hate Obama. Mm -hmm. Or if I say I like Obama, then that means I can't stand Trump. Mm -hmm. When that's not the case... Nor should it be. And it, you saw a lot of that on social media, I'm sure, with people would say, well, black lives matter. Well, blue lives matter. Well, all lives matter. Right? And it's like, well, listen, just because I say black lives matter doesn't think I think Rachel's life is irrelevant yes. or invalid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I just want to matter as much as Rachel does. Yes. If, if Rachel and I are both committed, doing something wrong, I want the same treatment or punishment that Rachel gets. That's fair. We both were making a mistake. The penalty was equal.
1: And I- and on the flip side of that, I want people to understand me as an individual. You can't use my skin color to say that I'm making judgments. Sure. Like there have been so many dear white people from white people assuming what I'm doing and not doing. Right. And I see you as my my friend. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, that's it. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> the end of it. You don't get to tell me that I you're my token black exactly. friend or whatever it is. You don't get to say that. You don't know... What, I don't
0: know and, who other interactions you have. Yeah. What other relationships you have with people.
1: And what it means to me. Correct. And so, I, but, but answering these questions is so difficult because people want to extrapolate moments of it right. and leverage just those words.
0: Absolutely. Or not.
1: And, and so it's scary.
0: And, and, and I think, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. It's unfortunate because, you know, we as the African American community want people of non color to speak up, but then. There seems to be a back end complaint on what you said when you spoke up, right? Mm -hmm. Like you didn't say enough, or you know, uh, well, you didn't donate enough, or you. And it's like, well, do we do we all want to be on one accord, or are we going to nitpick at what you did or didn't do, or how much you did or didn't?
1: Do we all have to
0: do it the same way? Right. And do I need to validate it if it's not on social media? It means I didn't help. It means I didn't participate. It means I don't have a heart. Mm -hmm. No, just because I don't live through social media. Right, doesn't mean that I'm not a good person with great intentions who wants to help, who wants to impact. Mm-hmm. Like I could be doing all those positive things, and just because you didn't see a photo, doesn't mean I do it. Right. Yeah. And so, social media is like it, I delete mine all the time oh. um, because I just I get I get to a point where it's like, well, what are we What are we doing? What's the purpose? If the purpose is to build each other up, if the purpose is unity, like you sent me a text, hey Des, I want to help. How can I help? How can I be a part of? Helping you, helping people who, like, how can, whatever I can do, tell me, mm-hmm. and I'm down. Mm-hmm. And instantly, we start brainstorming some things we can do. Um, and it should be that simple. I shouldn't chastise you for not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And you saw a lot of that via social media where, you know, people, white people don't, they don't know. It's white privilege because they don't know. And it's like, okay, sure, we can agree on that, right? They don't know because they didn't have to know. But now they wanna know. We can't penalize them for not knowing. Like, Let's just, let's just help each other understand. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: And so that's been my approach. Uh, And anyone who wants, and by understand, I mean not try to understand what it's like to be black. That's not, I don't want to try to understand what it's like to be white, right? (laughs) But just understand people's struggles. And it just so happens that at this current time, we're talking about the struggles of black people. So we're trying to get everyone to understand those struggles so then those who want to be a part of the solution can be. Know
1: the right way to right? do it. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's all it is. And there's, right, the Hispanic community, that lots have. of troubles, right? They're, so at some point, we all have to take the time to understand that minority experience. And, you know, and it's every, it, it and goes. We want
1: it to grow in, you want it to grow in unity, not in balance. It's not like you're trying to leverage one so one decreases. Exactly. You want it to be a swell that continues to be, build simultaneously and together, not, well now one group is higher than the other. Right, it's now like, we gotta, no, not it, a, it's, it's not. You don't want a constant lopsided correct. battle. You want it just.
0: Everybody is, you know, blended family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so, so that's, that's where I'm at with the George Floyd situation um, and situations that are alike. Um, you know, I wanna, I wanna work with people who want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Right, to, to making the world a little better. Even if it's just our community that we make, even if it's just Lake County, that's a huge footprint. That's thousands of people who now have a better understanding of people who don't look like them or sound like them or walk like them. But we all understand one another a little better. There's a little more comfort there. There's a better relationship there. And that's where the progress is, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and so that's, that's how I plan to, to, to impact and, and to change that. I
1: love it. That was beautiful. Uh, my, what do you have for uh, entrepreneurs? Invest time.
0: No. We're entrepreneurs. Oh boy. So I get a lot of this. I see this all the time. I would say there's a few things. The <laughs> first thing is you have to love whatever it is you're trying to do, because if, if it's just about money or a lifestyle for you, you're in trouble. Those are the highlights that we share. Right. Mm-hmm. When I post that video of the class, that's the highlight. That's a culmination of a lot of work I did behind the scenes to get that experience to happen and look the way it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to love the process. You have to love the back end, the admin work, and the billing, and chargebacks, and all yeah. the credit card fees, and you know the toilet <laughs> broke. And you, know, you have to love all of that stuff in order for the final product to be you, know, what, you what you envision and what you want. With that being said, there's a level of resilience that you must, that is required to be an entrepreneur because you could have a really great month in March, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could add 20 people to the yoga studio, right? And then come April, you could lose 25 and not gain one, you know, and then, and something broke on top of that. (laughs) So... And then COVID (laughs) happened. Right? Then COVID happened. Yep. Right? And then you still got a mortgage and you got car payments, you got kids to take, like all these moving pieces and all the people will ever see is that, that final product, you know, they don't see all that back and stuff. So you have to have a level of resilience, a certain level, a high level, um, in order to, to survive. Um, and my third thing would be, um, you know, just know your purpose as easy. It would be awesome to have a full class every hour of the day. Mm -hmm. There are times where there's only three or four people in here, but because I understand my purpose and what I want to deliver to people, I don't care if there's three or there's 24, I'm pushing for the same experience. You know, I'm giving you the same coaching quality that I would give if there were 24 people. Because let's be honest, right? The more people in class, it's better, you know what I mean? It looks yeah. better on the photos, and the, <laughs> the energy's better, and you're yeah. hyping, right? But what about when it's only two or three? Doesn't and they, And they're slow, right? They're not strong, or they need options for everything. And you're like, God, you know, like you yes. could have that attitude, but like, I love that just as much, if not more. I love that 50 year old woman who's never worked out a day in her life, comes in here and gets on that air bike and she's crushed. I mean, it's so personal to her. Uh huh. She's crushing it and she doesn't care how long it takes her. She's so proud of herself. Um, and then you get to share that, right? Like you get to pour into that individual and build them up and build that confidence and then when some new, one, new person walks in, that same individual, they're going to they sell your program better than you do. They sell your product because they believe in it because they've experienced one, that one-on-one connection with you. And it's not, just, it's not the gym anymore. It's their gym. It's yeah. not the yoga studio. I belong to Cleveland Yoga. There's
1: a community. That, oh, my goodness. And, and I, yeah, I tell you this, Concord, this, this part of Lake County, I've never seen people, and we have a lot of crossover students. Yeah. We, you and I do. And the the people they show up and they're they're just re- they're like ready to grit it out. Yep. And no matter what it is, and like the workout is just as hard. Well, I don't know. I almost <laughs> it in one of your classes one day. But like the workout and the work is just as hard. The work is just as hard, especially you know you're on your yoga mat and it's you don't want to be there. Your no. mind's elsewhere, and yet you get in there and you do it and you walk away clear. Same thing in here. You're Absolutely. like, My body's tight. I'm not ready to do it. But you walk away and you're like, I did it. I did like, it. And, I I I'm,
0: di- and I'm, I feel better that I did, did it.
1: Yeah. You, you never regret doing it. Absolutely but the not. people in this part of the world who want these conversations we're having, who show up and do this gritty work, they're the most like beautiful, inspirational people because they're just normal hardworking yep. they, yeah there's they're, they, they're just, like they're the they're the type of normal you think exists but then maybe real world experiences maybe like okay maybe yeah. not everyone's as normal it's not out God. there <laughs> and then they are here here they are Absolutely. and they're and they're they're beautiful like yep. this this these people in this Lake County area are beyond
0: i'm loving it i'm beyond. loving myself i'm enjoying myself and uh you know and then i guess the last thing i would say to any you know person who wants to be an entrepreneur or have their own um confidence is, is everything. Uh, you have to believe in it. You have to believe in the product more than anyone else does. And you can't be discouraged when you go to share your vision with people and they may not see it, or Mm -hmm. it may sound like a pipe dream to them, right? You have to believe in yourself. You have to have the ultimate confidence. And I think that's what separates, you know, entrepreneurs, even from uh, like people who like buy into franchises, mm-hmm. right? And there are two different types of people. There are people who do great with, hey, give me all these rules and instructions, I can follow it to a T, and it's gonna be crisp. <laughs> Versus someone who can create their own rules and instructions, follow them to a T, and maybe you have to adjust them, you know. But you can create structure, mm-hmm. and not everyone is. I won't say capable of that, but it's not everyone's gift, yeah, strength, it's,
1: right? Yeah, and
0: that's okay. That's why there's two different entities, right? That even there's that so exist. many
1: different people need the world to create the balance. Absolutely, we can't all operate in the same. We're going to make our own rules, right? Or, <laughs> you know, or the people who are like, we need rules. If yeah. we all were there, there would nothing ever new would happen. Correct. So you need both. You You're, need everyone.
0: So I would, you know, think about that. Are you a, are you more of a franchisee type of person? Because that's a great opportunity as well. There's lots of tremendous opportunities involved in that. Um, or are you the Can you start something from scratch mm-hmm. It's going to take a little more grit um, And it's, there's some different challenges that go into that But you just have to know yourself Be confident in whichever path you choose uh, And and I, I believe it, it all pays off You know um, So that's that, that would be incredible. my last advice Your gym's incredible So alright Rach Before we go Any uh, Drop social media handles Any special promotions or offers You guys got going on at Cleveland Yoga What's going on For the people to hear about.
1: Uh, Well, follow us um, on both Instagram at Cleveland Yoga Concord, on Facebook, um, same thing. And we constantly run specials right now. We have just restructured our pricing so that it's not like you've got to lock in just to yoga. Yoga is a critical component to every other fitness and wellness element that you need in your life. Um, So we have included a three-class pass. So that and it's good for a year.
0: Okay. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: So um, you that way you can just keep popping in as you need it sure. if you're not if you're not ready to commit. So that's I think like the we have paid attention to that. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's the biggest thing, and then we'll be working on partnerships. We already talked about not on our recording yep. here, but we will be announcing that that work. Yeah, in, in we got something
0: special coming. Yep. Um. All right, so folks, make sure you give Cleveland Yoga a follow. You can catch me typically. On a Saturday, uh, was that, 11 o'clock with my girl Kat. Um, and it's always a, a high-energy, fun experience. They're all amazing instructors there. Uh, lots of members here from Humble uh, drop in on Cleveland Yoga all the time. It's a great compliment to what we do, um, you know, with, with the high-intensity workouts. Uh, so if you ever have some time, or even if you don't have time, make some time. <laughs> I didn't get there. They got locations all over. Uh, uh, the, the Cleveland area, but yep. uh, Concord is the home to, to Humble Nation, and so that's the one that we'll represent uh, to the best of our abilities. Rach, it's been a pleasure you
1: too, talking Thanks to you. Um,
0: hopefully everyone enjoys this conversation as much as you and I did, and uh, you definitely can expect more work uh, moving forward in the near future between Rachel and myself. So with right. that being said... Humble Nation, hang in there, stay tough, make sure you're hydrating, folks. It's a warm one today, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you either in the, on the workout floor or on your yoga mat yeah. very, very soon.